need you to tell Molly what I'm saying, but you have to tell her word for word, all right? Word for word. Yes. He wants me to tell you what he's saying word for word. Molly, you're in danger. Now, you can't just blurt it out like that and quit moving around where you could start to make me dizzy. I'll just tell her in my own way. Molly, you in danger, girl. What are you talking about? I know the man who killed me. He knows the man who killed him. His name is Willie Lopez, and I know where he lives. His name is Willie Lopez. He's Puerto Rican. He knows where he lives. Write it down. He wants you to write it down. You write it down. I ain't no damn secretary. Just do it. He's so testy. What is it you want me to write? It's 303 Prospect Place, apartment 4D. 303 Prospect Place? Yeah. It's my neighborhood. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We have our foot sort of half in October for this episode, <laughs> which is fine. Is it still spooky because it's called Ghost? A little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> listeners, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these are the movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. A Thanks very special episode today. We are back with our friend Joshua Clement. Hey. Welcome back to the show. Hello, guys. Welcome back, Josh. We last had you on for our Oscar special. Yes. And you are our... You are our resident whoopee expert. So <laughs> we had you over to watch Ghost, directed by Jerry Zucker, released July 13th, 1990. All right. July release. July. We were talking about that off mic that I feel, and you feel like it too, this is almost like an October or even a November movie. Well, yeah, because there's even a little one scene where they give you the leaves. Sure. Changing colors and at the funeral. And it's just, yeah. It feels November to me. It feels cozy. There are sweaters going on at times. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, regardless, this movie made a massive amount of money in the summer of 1990. And I mean, probably was in theaters for over a year, probably, (laughs) of just how movies used to run back then. That's how it used to be. I, I, I was talking to my dad. I don't, I think he probably saw it once. Back okay. then and never okay. again, um, but it, it just seems like one of those movies that everyone yeah saw oh it was a massive once. hit yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I saw it in the theater I remember that I mean yeah it was it was it was ubiquitous but it sure. was one of those movies that was like so good um, I mean it's we talk about this so much in the show that we watched a lot of these movies that were not intended for you know ten yeah, year old boys right. but I mean but this is one of those movies that. I don't think by any means they were like, we're going to get those kids' asses in these seats. <laughs> yeah. But it was just the kind of movie that appealed to everybody. Yeah. Like, we I, we weren't there for the love story, but we were there for, like, the, like, I don't know, the the, the, the intensity of, like, mm-hmm. of, I don't know, the mystery, like, the, the whoopee of it all. It's got the thrills. <laughs> it's got the jokes. I was yeah. going to say, with so many different genres, it's like... Yeah. So, there's something for somebody to latch on to, no matter what. Well, let me tell you this. What I had forgotten, or maybe I just don't think about it until I watch it each time, is that, you know, it's it's called Ghost. And it opens up. The whole opening credits are like, are they trying to trick us into ah! this being a spooky movie? <laughs> a little scary. Because it's like the it's whole, like, you know, ah, it's, ghost. It's, it's in the upstairs <laughs> of the loft. Well, yeah, first of all, it's like ah! the, the title comes Text. on. Ghost. And it's very... 
it's very like uh, a Blumhouse sure. horror. Like it's like, are we watching an Insidious yeah. movie or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Twilight Zone yeah. lighting, and and then not only that, yeah, it's the dark, empty loft space with like shards of light like cutting through, and, <laughs> and the music is a little like ominous, and you're like. Are they trying to tell us that this is a spooky ass movie and and because it's called Ghost and is that maybe I mean we really have to talk about the director. This is a I mean for all intents and purposes this is a Zucker Jerry Zucker movie. working without his, his brother brothers that they were well known for parody movies. Mm-hmm. I mean Airplane, one of the great comedies. Of all time, as far as I'm concerned, the Airplane. Z- the the mm-hmm. Zaz movies, the Zucker Abrams Zucker movies, uh, Police Squad and uh, Naked Gun and in, in the in the first Airplane, mm-hmm. not Scott's favorite. I don't like Airplane, Airplane 2. 2. <laughs> Airplane 2. <laughs> they had nothing to do with it. I'll see you out the door, Airplane, Airplane 2. But, not uh, as good. On, uh, on a flight. You walked out yep. of Airplane 2. Walked out on a on flight. On a plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if that was maybe Jeffrey Zucker's sensibility of just like... This is not a horror movie, but we are going to goop these audiences mm-hmm. <laughs> with this opening credits sequence. From everything that I've read about Jerry Zucker attaching himself to this material is that it wasn't that he was trying to distance himself from comedy. I think he just read the script and liked it. And he just sure. had that sway at Paramount of, I want to direct this movie. Cool. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and like with the writer um, kind of saying that he was inspired by Hamlet's ghost and, okay. you know, this, I can see that this concept mm-hmm. of, you know, revenge, Bruce Joel, sure. uh, Bruce Joel yeah. Rubin also won an Oscar for yeah. writing the movie, which yeah. is pretty cool. Oh, this, uh, this movie got screenplay. the screenplay, got the screenplay, this is a yep. multiple Oscar, award <laughs> best picture, movie. best picture okay. nominee. nominee yeah. So what strike, what struck me so much, and I've seen this movie s- several times, right? Everybody knows Molly, you and danger girl, like, all of that good stuff. What struck me about this movie, watching it in preparation for this episode, is that we're dealing with the afterlife. We're dealing with what happens when you die. This is the age-old question <laughs> that humans have been pondering since time immemorial. And this movie is straight up like, you know, the Judeo-Christian version of like heaven and hell. And you're... Your soul leaving your body, Bugs Bunny style, mm-hmm. on the operating table, <laughs> going into the bright light like, above yeah. you. Almost, that's, almost that shit's real. Almost and that's with what like it a, is. almost like a Looney Tunes. They should be holding like a like harps, a lily, harps, yeah, yeah a, harp, a lily, like and a, yeah. angels, angels yeah. come down. Yeah, it's like we're gonna go hard on that. They There's w- two choices. They <laughs> went real hard on just Judeo Christian. This is it. The bright shining light. Yeah. Or the other place. You were good or bad. Yeah, the bad place. <laughs> you better hope that you're not yeah. drugged to hell by yeah. the by the scary by the scary shadows. We'll get into that. And I mean the scary shadow people that drag you to hell has scarred a generation of yeah, people. Definitely. I can probably say right. I mean this. <laughs> yeah, I mean for me, I, I we talk about our beginnings, but. <laughs> I think this was a film for me because I I think I told you guys I came to it after a little after Sister sure. Act despite the couple years difference right mm-hmm. but it was a film that when I went to my friend's house there was always a blockbuster VHS that was on by his and I, I assume his mom sure so this was one that would come on frequently 
And I remember being scared by, you know, Subway Poltergeist first. Yeah. <laughs> and, sure. And so that was kind of my in of like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I'm a little scared by it. Yeah. So, you know, especially as a younger kid. Um, and, and then coming into what the story was really about, right, this love right. story and whooping mm-hmm. the whole deal. Yeah. But uh, I just remember being like, what the hell? <laughs> and, and, the, our, and blending into this consistent thing of, especially when Scott and I were younger, of just mm-hmm. scary ass New York. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you go to New York, you will be mugged <laughs> and probably shot on and the street. Dead. I think that I was listening to our uh, one of my favorite podcasts that aged well, Paul and Erica, native New York, like they're New Yorkers, and they were saying that it's almost like a gag all these years later when they talk about the crummy areas, Prospect Place. Yeah. But I guess that Prospect Place now is like a it's really a very, nice neighborhood yeah. that it almost yeah. works as a joke. Right. Mm-hmm. Prospect Place, Willie? <laughs> I mean, and uh, how many people today? I mean, I know obviously things happen anywhere, but like coming home to your nice Soho apartment, yeah. from your Shakespeare show, yeah. and, and like yep. and like that's where you're going to get mugged. I mean, yep, it does happen. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I didn't. I hadn't even thought about that when we were watching this. But yeah, prospect. But I mean, that's the thing too. Like Harlem and Hell's Kitchen, and like all those areas that were notoriously not great. They've in all the been 80s gentrified now. All yeah. like, yeah. Thanks, Clintons. Um, <laughs> kind of like you. I think that I came to this movie when I was a kid after Sister Act. That I remember. I think watching this movie with my grandparents. That yeah, I just have a specific memory of watching this with my grandma and grandpa because i think that they just had the tape because that's the thing is that when this movie came out on video i think it was it sold a fuck ton of copies it was one of those probably home video vhs's that was kind of affordable like it wasn't super expensive like you could probably one of the probably pick it up for like 25 bucks it was one of the the grocery store because i remember Mm -hmm. specifically seeing it at the video store and they had copies to buy yeah. And at the video rental store, I mean, this is 1990. There may have been blockbusters at that time, but they were not far. I think people have this mis... How, what am I trying to say? They're remembering it wrong. Yeah. Blockbuster was not ubiquitous in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they were barely ubiquitous in the early 90s. Yeah. They were around. But they were not like they were in the late they 90s, kind of right? hit their stride around 95 so, uh, yeah. uh-huh. but that's neither here nor there <laughs> <laughs> but the the video rental store i remember had ghost and it was one of those and you know for the early 90s i was like oh you can buy these that's that's a good idea how much and i'm just asking the guy like i had any money what am i 11 i'm like how much is ghost and he's like 80 dollars <laughs> i was mm. like oh okay okay but wow. but the video rental stores did sell their first run movies for a lot more. I know that you could go to your Target or, um, I mean, the Best Buy wasn't around either. What did they have? Montgomery Ward. Yeah. And, you know, and buy the movie and they would be at a discounted rate. But the mm-hmm. video rental stores, I remember specifically, and telling my dad, Cost ninety eighty dollars to buy a movie, and he's like, "Here it does. We we'll just go get it at like Kmart or whatever, and it'll be cheaper." Um, and then they had it for twenty five or thirty, and then yeah. eventually they went lower, lower, lower yeah. until mm-hmm. movies like eleven dollars. But I have a specific memory of asking because I was it was one of the first movies that I remember seeing in a video store to buy. Sure, that they, yep. it was behind the counter and it was wrapped up, and I was like, "You can buy that." Yeah, um, even this poster and the cover just being so yes. ingrained, oh, yeah. ingrained. <laughs> sexy cover too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this mm-hmm. movie has a reputation. It is 
cliche. Now. Oh, it's like, everyone's mom's favorite. Like they're the most. If you ask like somebody's mom what's like the sexiest scene in movie history, you're probably gonna get the pottery scene from yeah. Ghost. And wash your damn clay hands before you get in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a quick cut, and all of a sudden their hands are yep. spotless. Clean. Yep. <laughs> but uh, you know, they washed up. There you go. They, yeah. You know, it has this reputation for being a super sexy movie, but I mean, this cast. Oh, yeah. Hubba hubba. Everybody. Uh, and Demi, top of our game. Demi, Patrick Swayze, Whoopi, and we were talking right before we recorded that I think probably every huge A-list star was considered for both of these roles. Like, yeah. you look on IMDb and you just see everybody. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, who else? And well, and, and I know, <laughs> and I know her name has to come up every episode. But I think of the alternate universe where the studio execs love Nicole Kidman's oh, tape sure. so much, sure, wow. that they moved it up wow. the ladder, mm-hmm. and um, she was then uh, basically translated into Days of Thunder. Yep. Uh, but which is the same year. Sure. But it makes you wonder. But like, are we going to yeah. take a gamble on? This beautiful actress that's pretty good, but the co-lead of this huge movie with Paramount. Right. right. Yeah. Not, not big enough at the time. Yeah. Um, but what would it have been like with Nick? Oh. I could Never. definitely see somebody like Tom Cruise in this role. Yeah. What if they meet on this this mm-hmm. one instead? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of Days of Thunder. Um, yeah. Tom. And 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 it's really interesting because when you, you read about some of the decisions, it se- they make it sound like a lot of the actors, especially the men, mm-hmm. turning the role down because it's so reactive. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get to yeah. do you're, – you're not always the focus. He's almost <laughs> talking to himself most of the movie, mm-hmm. and then, you know, when he does, he kind of – Talks with Whoopi, but other like yeah, that's true. He's reacting to everything around him, and I think that yeah, letting you're right. Up, letting other people shine. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So y- you just look at on IMDb trivia: Nicolas Cage, Alec Baldwin, Kevin Bacon, Johnny Depp, David Duchovny. That would have been interesting. Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, David Tom Duchovny Hanks. Wasn't getting Paul no Hogan. Could you imagine Paul, Paul Hogan? Hogan. <laughs> Paul Hogan in this role. I mean, America had a, was having a love affair with Australia. John Travolta wishes that he could have been considered for Ghost. I mean, I get that. Look! Look! Who's talking was a big deal, but I don't know if 1990 could like. Maybe that it, would have been his big comeback. Maybe that would have been. Wasn't he a ghost or a dead guy later? Was it Michael? Was Michael? Who's an, an angel? And Michael? An angel. Yep. Yeah. Um. I mean, let us not forget one Mr. Anthony Goldwyn in this movie. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'm here to tell you when they <laughs> are knocking down those walls. In the loft in the mm-hmm. beginning of this movie. Shirtless. And they're both shirtless. Oh, yeah. Tony Goldwyn's body yeah. is – he's bigger than Swayze. Yeah. His body, he's mm-hmm. bulkier than him. His shoulder – he's yeah. literally yeah, bigger than Yeah, that's the thing Patrick about Swayze, Swayze is that he's a he's a well-built, but he's very compact. Well, he's a dancer. So he's a dancer. Dance. He, has, he has the dance body, yep. Yeah. Probably coming off Roadhouse, right? Like, yeah. And – I mean, this is the first shot we get of humans, and it's, yeah. that, and, and, it, and it's that, and it's these two. Yeah, yeah, serving body covered in dust. I mean, and I don't soot know if and, I and chalk. when I am renoing my loft. I don't know if I'm doing it shirtless, but I mean, it's hot. It's New York City. This is humid. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know if you're gonna slam up as your first thing. <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be like debris that's gonna hit you. And to me, you know, the hair. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, so cute. Now, is this the first time with Demi with short hair? I think so, because I think it, it was a surprise to the director when she showed up. Yeah. 
Just very known for that raven, that raven long hair. <laughs> raven beauty. Yeah, she had she had long straight hair, and uh, she, she. I mean, she still does to this day. But she was also became kind of known for this short hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, uh, after this movie, it kind of became like, oh, the Demi Moore look. Yeah. I was just watching Roseanne with Danielle Harris, and she mentioned wanting to chop off her hair like Demi Moore and Ghost. Mm. And Darlene was not impressed. Really, um, really influential. <laughs> really, when it reaches the when it reaches the sitcoms, <laughs> it's an influential haircut. Yeah. Now, what was Demi coming off of? I want prior know. to this. I don't know. You're you're the one with IMDb open. Um, I feel like she was a, a big bankable star at that time, but yeah. I think this was the one that really kind that of, really broke her through. Yeah, I think the director had seen her. Was it it's maybe the seventh? I think it's called the seventh. Oh, sign the seventh sign. So, so I think. Ooh, the seventh sign was good. Seventh that was sign, about like yeah. she was pregnant with Satan's baby. Yeah. So oh, I like, love that can do it. one. Yeah, it's a really corny like take yeah. on on the omen, but she's still pregnant with the baby, yeah. and all the signs start happening from Revelations, and I went out and grabbed the Bible, and I was like, "Ooh, it's real." <laughs> um, that but Goldwyn. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let's talk about Tony Goldwyn. Not um, even thirty. Oh my. And this is an actor who, to this day, that body yes. hasn't quit. No, nope. yeah. And it if never anything, will. he looks better now. And again, I, I, I was, you know, eleven. You know, when this movie is out, I'm watching it in theaters. Patrick Swayze, Roadhouse. You know, Swayze's already a big name. Yeah, he's got the bod. He's like in this movie, Dirty Dancing, all that stuff. I'm like feeling some type of way <laughs> to myself. And Tony Goldwyn, the villain of this movie, yeah. he pay, he like pays like a hitman. Well, he doesn't pay the hitman to kill Sam. He was just supposed to take Sam his wallet. But, you know, he's the bad guy in this movie. But, and, to, and young Pete in movies, I'm very easily swayed by like this is the good person this is right. you, you hate this person blah 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 and i know tony goldwyn has stories about like ladies slapping him in the grocery store right, because right. of ghost but i specifically remember seeing him for the first time in this movie and just being like slapped across the face <laughs> just like mm-hmm. oh my god this man is making me feel some type of way his face the body all that's i would the hair just like very just like tussled easy like i'm not gonna come i just was like oh my god something about this man like this statue of david in you know in 1990 it was just like all right i do not like women anymore (laughs) <laughs> or ever. I mean, and these two friggin' pranksters. I mean, at the beginning of this movie, showing boys. up to work. These two youngsters. So I do remember when I was a kid and not picking up on the elevator scene yeah, that yeah. it's a joke. Like I think I took it a little too literal, yeah. and I'm just like, oh man, oh god, oh no, oh no. The ration is genital. The ration is genital. Genital was real. Um, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't enough to make you you gay right away, we're mm-hmm. getting abs and genital talk within the first True. ten minutes. And Tony Goldwyn as first of all, Carl Bruner. Can we get a more German name than this? Yeah, is that Jerry Not Zucker like, sticking it to those those Germans? He's gonna be evil. <laughs> like he's gonna be evil German guy. Um, 
Carl Bruner is very handsy with Sam Wheat. Yeah. yeah. The early scenes of this movie. And I think that's just a very like, oh, you guys are bros. Just you're going to be a couple all, of bros. Yeah. Chummy. Mm-hmm. He's got like got his arm around him. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like he's very hands on with his friend Sam Wheat. And like they're walking into this office. I mean, the elevator was a tight situation because, you know, those 80s offices. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how crazy they yeah. were with the ladies and the sneakers and the, you know. And, of course, we're hit right away with Sam. Oh, hey, you know, whatever your name is, you look good today. I was literally looking up that character's name right now. The secretary? Like, secretary. Sam immediately. Wheat. Susan does not need you to tell her no. that she's looking Just good. Just let Susan do her damn job. Let her do her work. Um, is that how we need to greet her no, to start the day? Yes. Come on, Sam. You're better than that. Do better. Um, this office. I mean... <laughs> All these blue, chairs. Blue mm-hmm. chairs. I think there was blue carpeting, blue like velvet like chairs that were kind of not desk chairs. They were just yeah. kind of against pillars. And it had it was like pre cubicle. Yeah, we're like semi open floor yeah. plan with, <laughs> yeah. with meeting rooms. Yeah. But they also were like really nice ornate like wooden desks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were just scattered around <laughs> in this big office space. Yeah. Maybe ahead of its time in certain ways with uh. that with that setup. Give me a cubicle. I don't need to be in everybody's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also loved that in the 80s, it was just like, when you grow up and go to work, you will wear a suit with suspenders and work in finance. Uh, apparently. Somehow. Is that, so what exactly do they do? We're in Wall Street. Yeah. We're <laughs> a bank. And we're... Uh... They're literally on Wall Street. Like, mm-hmm. the bull is, like, outside of their door. But, but this is a good question, because we know they're transferring funds. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Some sort of banking something well isn't it handling other people's finances what does whoopie do in jumping jack flash doesn't she transfer money between (laughs) accounts and banks right yeah but not at the level they're doing she's not in like suspenders and a three-piece suit Mm -hmm. she's in a cubicle yeah (laughs) and and, like there's like kind of some the firm shit happening here because it's like we got the bank of nassau Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah offshore 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 banking this is offshore a, accounts that have too much money in them. We have a lot of questions, and yep. one of those questions is, who is Rita Miller? <laughs> and what are they doing with her $4 million? Is she a, a fake person that they've made up and to funnel all the money? Exactly. And it is Carl, <laughs> for a guy working in finance, he just mm-hmm. suddenly can't resist... <laughs> stealing money. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is Carl's, like, long... Con he's game. now seen the millions. Yeah, and, yeah. I kind of thought he that wants a, he, he was going to have some like loan sharks or like the mafia after him that he had to pay back. Right. But I don't think that's quite the case. He's just he has no remorse. Uh, there was a line about. I don't think that Carl was going to get four million. I right. think Carl was. I think there was a line that he was going to get like eighty thousand or something. Or maybe I heard that wrong. Yeah, but I think the money is like going to. Be spread out amongst other crooks. Right. Mm-hmm. And now that it's completely gone, he's the one that's on the hook for it. Right. And so the other crooks, I mean, if he got Willie Lopez, who's Puerto Rican, to come <laughs> after, you know, all those other guys are going to get even worse people to come after him. So yeah. I think we're not supposed to think too right. hard about it. He's just nosy from the beginning. Yeah. He wants he <laughs> wants your password so he can. You that know. damn code in Patrick Swayze's black book. Yeah. So small. I was like, why is that book so small? And they do make kind of a reference to like 
Carl's like, I need that password. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ugh. But he's – Sam is so frazzled with – The Japanese clients. The, ja- the clients and, like, something's going on that he's just like, fine, 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 fine. And, like, he gives it to him, but then he changes it. Right. Because the next scene in the office, he's like, your password's not working anymore. He's like, oh, yeah, I changed it. Because and- I let you use it, yeah, you stupid yeah. bitch. Um, yeah, we have a lot of questions about, about the job, but I think we have even more questions about this loft. Oh, my God. <laughs> so in sort of the grand tradition of people living above people their means in movies. living above their means in New York City in lofts. I mean, does this kind of take the cake as one of the best ones? I was trying to think today of just the all-time great unrealistic movie loft, lofts, and Ghost is pretty much there. So it's nicer than Tom Hanks and Big. Yeah, because I yeah. mean... Because it's Cause, for grown-ups. Because yeah. Tom Hanks is in Biggs is that it's a nice loft, but it's considerably smaller. Yeah. And he's just renting it. Like, mm-hmm. he's got the high thing with the mm-hmm. windows. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is nicer. This is multi-level. Yeah. I was wondering if the it's The levels, in, I can't. I was wondering if it's in the same building as Three Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. And that ridiculous loft with various rooms. That was like a that was like an Art Deco building. That was like a high-rise. Um yeah, that loft is crazy. In also, one of my there's favorite. Like, there's like areas of it that are mm-hmm. like different. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite movie lofts is in uh, the Griffin Dunn movie Addicted to Love. Oh, that's a good one. With where uh, Kelly Preston lives, and there is the other abandoned lot that they're spying on. Kelly Preston. Well, right. is, is that Meg the Ryan, ghost house? Is Meg that the Ryan. ghost building? Because it could be. This is abandoned loft above abandoned loft above abandoned loft. Mm-hmm. They br- they knocked down like two to build the one that they're in, and then there's still an abandoned one above them, where right. they have the final I mean, showdown. Was this a time in New York City where there was just all of the space that there was, was in just- L.A. Well, there was in L.A. All okay. the lofts that people live in now in L.A. in at this time were completely abandoned and empty. Uh-huh. Like all the factories, all homeless that shit. people living in them. No, they were just empty because you couldn't get up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's on the Upper West Side or East, but I can't tell. But, yeah. but your favorite shared uh, single white female when Harry met Sally. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the when Harry met Sally apartment because <laughs> it's the same one, right, with the windows as single white female. Oh shit! Is it? I think we decided it's the same. Oh one. my god, that's funny. Um, it makes arch, sense. Like mm-hmm. curved yeah. one. Oh, that's funny. Um, that's pretty big. You know what the they give us the opening credit montage of them knocking down the walls and they're just like, wow, look at all this space. It's great. It's perfect. La la la. And then boom, smash cut Gilligan's Island. The, the scene like fully finished. completely finished. all done. But, but we had to bring in that freaking angel. They had to bring in the angel. <laughs> what are Be- they doing with this angel? Well, uh, Molly is an artist, but I think a little, if you look at some of her, she is a little, Delia Dietz level <laughs> with some of her sculptures. I cuz she, yes yeah, she does the pottery and all that. That's one thing. That the, probably just scene. like pays the rent. But there's like big there's crazy there's pieces. Big sculptures yeah. in there and I'm assuming they're Molly's. And yeah, I think Molly's supposed to be a little like kooky, avant-garde, free spirit lady. Yeah. And the angel just to be a little on the nose, right? Right, right. Do you know and, what we were noticing about the kitchen? Is that there is like a little house <laughs> for the fridge. Oh. They didn't utilize the space right. The fridge is not against the wall. Mm-hmm. If you imagine it's this entire apartment is open concept, right? Right. So the kitchen is not a room in the in the loft. It's yeah. like against one wall. And there's an island that's like a kitchen island. Yeah. The fridge is like 
It's in the middle of the room. It's not against the wall. It's like Mm -hmm. 90 degrees from the wall. But it's housed inside of like a weird like Pee Wee's Playhouse like grandfather (laughs) clock Mm -hmm. casing that it's just sitting in to kind of make a little wall or something. Yeah, there's well, <laughs> to there's, delineate yeah. the kitchen room. There's kind of like a divider up for the kitchen too. Yeah, it's a little funky. It's a little like that Memphisy style, that mm-hmm. like 80s Memphis yeah. art style because of the like angular shape of the little like hutch yeah. that the fridge is in. I mean, no hand railings on these stairs. I will oh never goodness. get over the stairs your mom's not coming over (laughs) no Mm -hmm. we know much more safety than this we need some we need some handrails i do not think that this is up to any sort of health code like what kind of how and what inspection is that gonna i mean it's a residence i guess so i i guess they can do what they want and you know what we're not thinking they're not thinking this through because the priority is about the pottery nook i mean (laughs) and they have to have space for the jukebox (laughs) yeah yeah the 45s. Yeah. This full jukebox. I think you have to have your house up to some sort of code. You can't just have it willy-nilly. That's dangerous. Like, you definitely can't sell it that way. Yeah. You're not going to sell that. Molly is not going to sell this when she, until she puts up hand railings. When she puts that on, on the market, she's going to have to put up some hand railings. Yeah. She doesn't need all that space. Even Halston had hand railings. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is like a supervillain lives there. But, um, you know, other than some weird touches, it's a cool spot. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at it. But I guess we're just assuming that Sam does that well. Because, she, like, let's face it. She's an artist. Come on. How much is Molly pulling in? She's a trying month, to sell right? these pieces. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess Sam's doing that well that they can buy this space, completely renovate it. I mean, I hope that he didn't leave her with that mortgage. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the other thing. Now she's got to stay there. They're not even it's, married. It's glamorous Wall Street, Come New York on. in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Greed is good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we just, but, I mean, we can talk endlessly about this damn loft. Yeah, it's, it's very fascinating. It's beautiful, but it's weird, but it's, I don't know. Got that Indian head penny in a jar. Yep. That was cute. <laughs> Little... Come back into play. Yeah, and they wrote on it in, like, nail polish or something. I think Mm. Did it say for luck or, like, good luck or something on the jar? I didn't catch that. The jar that she rolled down the stairs and shattered into a million pieces. She forgot she has a cat. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The cat cat gets its critical moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Carl is a little shifty from the beginning. um, And... You know, I I kind of forget how early in this movie, yeah, that Sam like, yeah, gets off, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, it's, it's the title of the movie, Ghost. He's got to be a ghost. <laughs> yeah, you got to get later. Got to get the story going. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be talking about death and scared. He's gonna die in a plane crash. Yeah. And, you know, we just gotta hit it real fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that right uh, right out of the gate, we get the whole like. The lights coming down from above, and with that cool kind of editing fake out where he runs. Yeah. Oh, that's great! And love it. Yeah, that's very effective. I think you there's just... some visual effect work where they. Uh, no, of... but he's talking about how, like, at first it's the struggle, and you mm-hmm. hear the gunshot, yeah, but yeah. you don't see Sam go down. 
you it see cuts, him run after and him. you see him run after Willie Lopez. Yeah. And so you're just like, oh, okay, like the gun just went off or whatever. And then it cuts back to Molly, who is now traumatized and scarred for life. Oh, she's never getting over that. Holding her Mm-mm. dead maybe fiance. Not all the therapy bleeding, in the world. Bleeding out yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the meatpacking district. <laughs> just got to scream for a few minutes. People will eventually come <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, these two poor guys that are just walking down the street like, oh, my God, should we help her? (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Walking down the street, you hear this woman. Oh, man. Um, Um, Shot by Willie Lopez, played by Rick Aviles. Aviles, Aviles. yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was – he he was a I guess a comedian, an actor. Was he a a comic actor? Apparently. um, Oh, he's gay too. Yep. I, I I guess there I I there was some or is there questions there about was some it? questions about his death because uh, it was AIDS but then there's whether it was heroin Dr- or not right right sure right. okay all right but, his uh, big uh his big breakout or no I guess this was his big breakout I guess and he later followed this up with Carlito's way. I was gonna say he is one of those faces I knew from something right else. Yeah, but he's no, also same. in Cannonball yeah. Run. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay okay. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of his his first yeah. big yeah. big job. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, um, and we got to point out later, like you said, he is Puerto Rican. <laughs> he is Puerto Rican. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to talk about the ghost rules in this movie. Sure. Okay, and they set up some interesting rules that they use to pay off later on. Um, you know. Sp- sp- Sam ends up at the hospital. Um, And there's some things that I think a lot of people kind of like start trying to poke holes through, you know, um, with the like, you know, he can move through doors and he can move through objects. How is he sitting down in a chair? How is he not falling through the, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't care about all that stuff. He's a ghost. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a ghost. And it's like, it cuts to the hospital and it's like. Maybe his ghostly consciousness just woke up at the hospital. You right. know what I just mean? Showed it's up like, there. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like it doesn't. He's mm-hmm. a ghost. Like we have to just like give it suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I like the hospital scene, especially love with the it. old guy. Love it. Yeah, I, I love this concept of kind of you're still here if something is unfinished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the old guy waiting for, his, for his partner, wife. waiting yeah. for his wife, yeah. and then he would be able to go up yeah. to the Starry Land. Yeah. Um, or was, or was the old guy just there to to help her on her journey? Like, he just right. he just sort of popped in. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole thing, too, it, like, brings up the question of, like, okay, Sam saw his, like, his light, and he walked away from it because of Molly. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. how many people would do that? You know, like a lot, probably. A lot of people who die prematurely or didn't want to go yet or whatever would probably just kind of say, oh, that's heaven clearly, so I'm not going to yeah. go. And they don't really answer, like, like, was he allowed to because yeah. there was that unfinished? Or you're going to get another chance if you finish this off, mm-hmm. or you're going to get another chance in. A hundred years, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just all kind of amorphous and left for us, but that's fine too. I think it all works. Yeah, and you know we do see other ghosts in the mm-hmm. movie. They're not everywhere, but right. they're there. And when they are used, I think they're all used really effectively. Yeah. I love the way every ghost is used in this, yes. starting with the old man in the hospital, um, who is in Rosemary's Baby. 
Oh, he's Phil in, leads. He's All in right. the hospital scene mm-hmm. in Rosemary's Baby, um, and then we do see a man on an operating table go up, go up with like the harp and, and I love and the, the lily. Old guy. Well, he was <laughs> he was one of the lucky ones. Yeah, yeah could have been the other guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, ooh, ooh, you know. <laughs> um, so that's another good setup and payoff for like for later on with like the shadow people and all that. But yeah, you kind of get this whole like, okay, you get your chance. He missed it because of whatever and when you know sam's not interested in when am i going to get to go sam's just interested in like molly making sure molly's okay yeah yeah. and then the subway must be purgatory (laughs) i guess so i guess so i love subway ghosts vincent vincent scavelli uh, Scavelli from fast times of ridgemont high vincent scavelli from fast times of ridgemont high he's also in uh better off dead he's in a lot of things he married elise beasley who was agnes de pesto on moonlighting he was the she was the um kind of like goofy uh (laughs) receptionist on moonlighting and those two were married for a while um yeah, Vincent Scavelli played this. I mean, look at him. He mm-hmm. played like a kind of a kooky guy in everything that he was in. You like trains? <laughs> you like trains? <laughs> yeah. Who sent you? Oh, man. All that stuff is great. Teaching yeah. him how to like yeah. interact with Cause, objects. Because he mm-hmm. seems like, well, he even references like, you know, I didn't kill myself or something, right? I wasn't supposed to go this way. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's stuck there. Yes. Unable to go to either yeah. place. Yeah. Because if he was pushed. Or right. if he did jump, whatever reason, it wasn't his time yet. Right. And so he so he probably was like, I'm not going. So he skipped out on his light. Or is it some like Beetlejuice just... things that he can't leave the subway right. somehow? <laughs> right. When he leaves the subway, he goes to Venus. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sandworms. He, he's just there to yell at other ghosts he's just, and, yeah. and maybe teach Keep them Keep him off the train. <laughs> yeah. But that's another thing, too. Like, Sam the ghost, to get to prospect <laughs> has to take the subway. There's no ghost flying here. No, there's no like, not like genie like putting his arms together and like no. blinking mm-hmm. off to like. Gotta take the damn. Subway. Yeah, he's gotta take the damn subway. Follow Will. Follow Willie Lopez with an open bleeding cat scratch wound Oof. down his face. Walks down the subway platform. It's still blood, and he has not wiped it off. His apartment with nothing in it. That sad, dingy apartment. Pretty close to. Oh, I mean, uh, that is fucking genius. It's all in the script. Yeah, he yeah. leaves the apartment mm-hmm. and he's like, holy shit, where the fuck am I? <laughs> You're in bed style. Yeah. And that, I mean, is, is that like, is that like uh, white alive Sam Wheat going, ew, what am I doing here? <laughs> the fuck did I get here? <laughs> and how do I get home? But yeah, he sees spiritual advisor, Sister sister Otome. <laughs> so good. Oh Played by the one and only Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> $20 on the outside side. $20, yeah. Get, get, get you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Have either of you ever been to like a psychic like this? Not like, I mean, not like that. I've, I've had my palm I'm, read I'm always and, very yeah. fascinated when you're like driving around in LA and you see places like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and a huge thing, especially growing up in the valley here, that I drove past one every single day of, of going to school. <laughs> there was, sure. There's one in Alhambra that's in like a little coffee hut. No, it's that, not a coffee it's like hut. A, is it it a was a photo mat. A photo mat. Yep, an old photo because mat. Because we didn't have coffee huts in Alhambra. Yeah. We had photo maps. And, and sometimes, Scott, <laughs> it's their actual house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one in Pasadena. The one with in the Pasadena wi- was. With the wizard. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had like a full-on like Merlin Gandalf 
stained glass window on the front, and it was their house. It's their house. Pink. Um, the the photomat lady though in Alhambra across the street from the Wendy's. Um, it's gone. <laughs> the photo mat's gone. We oh, drove no, past it the other day and it's I was like, there? oh, it's gone. And you were like, like talking or looking at something or on the phone or something. So I didn't say anything. But I was like, it's gone. The spiritual um, advisor went with it. Yeah. But then she saw that coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zing. Um, yeah, this is her man. sisters. I love her sisters. Yes. Yeah. Just like working it out. You know, they're they had in. This whole, they had this whole routine of how they like present Otome Brown to whoever is getting like the well, reading. I love like, is, does the closet yeah. have, does the closet have like a, tra- like a, I think so. A false door. Because yeah. <laughs> yes. she opens the closet yeah. and makes this big deal of like, look, empty closet. And then closes it. And then now like, there she is. And there <laughs> she is. Oh my God. Well, and she ran in there and Willie Lopez didn't go in. I don't know. He shot. I don't know. Well, let's just say there's a trap door there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I'm. I mean, I guess at this point in Otome's like life, this is a grift, right? She's not. Yeah. She kind of said it like she says that um, her mother had it and, and her grandmother, her had grandmother had it. The gift, the yeah. gift. But she, <laughs> she just assumed that it just skipped her. Mm-hmm. She had to be a charlatan. She mm-hmm. didn't, didn't. She didn't get the gift. Yeah. Until until Sam Wheat comes in there, so I, that scene is so great, though. Yeah, so like good. all the stuff with her doing the Sam, both scenes with Sam like, Wheat, Sam Wheat, <laughs> 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 and the woman like, I'll give, I'll pay you more, and she's like, <laughs> oh, so funny, and getting all the things wrong about her husband. Oh my god, now, Lucita, <laughs> Maria, yes, mm-hmm. he looked handsome. Like, and from handsome. what I and from what I've read, Jeff, uh, Jerry Zucker kind of had to stand really hard for Whoopi. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that and that was fascinating. I mean, I don't know if it was just the time of the '80s, but yeah. hearing like Tina Turner and Patti LaBelle, and oh I guess I guess Oprah had read for it, and just hearing mm-hmm. the the choices. And, wow. And Whoopi, even with you know the color purple and and this career behind her, yeah. just. Mm-hmm. Coming around, taking a long time to get back. Our favorite, our favorite jumping Jack Flash. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she was a bankable star at that point, but I think her big kind of movie run dwindled a little bit after Fatal Beauty and uh, Burglar. <laughs> and Burglar. Yep. So maybe she wasn't quite as bankable. She was in the early yeah. to mid eighties, so it was like a downward slump movie wise for her, possibly. But was Patrick Swayze kind of somebody that was championing her? Yes, he did champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And I know that the two remained very close yeah. in the years after the movie. Yeah. Too. I mean, didn't Patrick Swayze just have a reputation for just being like everybody loved him? Oh yeah. Like everybody likes everybody likes Even him. Yeah. even like Jennifer Gray, and I know that there's been she's kinda salty. countless stories <laughs> of them getting not getting along on set. I feel like Oh, that's right. I, I feel forgot. like yeah. Even Jennifer Grey just will never yeah. say an ill word about Patrick Swayze yeah. now. Yeah. Well, you can't. You can't speak ill of the dead. That's because they, they were. Powers. And also that's because they were probably like felt for each other as they were making it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She came around. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was a married man. Um, but, yeah, Otome Brown is great. Uh, I love the I love this unit that she's in. This wig is. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It just works for the character. Um, just. Just quintessential eighties. It's like, yeah, in Sister Act we got like a more full kind of curly. Or yeah, yeah. Thing, but this is like, it's just like ladies' hair that. <laughs> and I and I love when she goes out to Molly's apartment with Sam. Is that oh. like, her costume? Her, her going costuming? out, yeah. Oh. Her going out, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her looks are great and like, getting shit done. Yeah, like she we has, remember that all the floral, the the fanny pack, yeah, the fanny yeah, pack. The fanny, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, you know, interesting. Like little note, they. 
there's a scene in her apartment that she shares with her sisters when they're watching Arsenio. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the sister wants to watch Love Connection and Whoopi's like, that's Arsenio. And and Pete was just like, at this time, would would Love Connection had been on that late? Well, Arsenio was a late night talk show and he was on at 11 in LA. And I know that LA and New York typically have similar programming. So I'm thinking that he would have been on at 11 p.m if not later, yeah. in New York City. Was it live for and New I'm York thinking, and, then, and then it was... No, his show was in syndication. I don't think it was live. Oh, okay. I think they just pre-taped it and then just sent it out. You're like, is that really the counter-programming? Right. Yeah, I'm thinking that Love Connection is a 7 p.m. Hmm. game show. Not mm-hmm. a not a late night show. I was kind of wondering if they would just if it. they would just rerun it later yeah. in the night. Sure. It was like watch at seven and again at eleven. She had submitted her photo. Yeah. For Love Connection. <laughs> <laughs> Love Connection was wild. Do you remember watching Love Connection? I, I I have watched some. Oh man, that show was nuts. We'll be back in two and two. <laughs> Chuck Woolery. Oh fuck Chuck <laughs> Woolery though. He's like a big uh. old Republican weirdo now. Sorry. <laughs> I I mean, I think that my favorite scene in the entire movie is Whoopi outside of Molly's apartment when she buzzes it and she's just like, well, looks like she's not home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nice knowing you, Sam. Yeah. But her yelling at Molly outside of oh, the loft screaming up. is so funny. Hey, Molly. Molly Jensen, I know you're up there. I know you hear me. I'm down here. Sam wants to talk to you. This is for real. Hey, you remember the starfish in Montego Bay? How would I know that if it wasn't here? Hey, Molly, I know about the green underwear that you wrote your name on. I'd never get over that, I'll tell you that. I know about the picture in Reno. Hey, Molly! It's about the sweater she knitted in the closet that's too big. It just asked me to remind you of the sweater that's in the closet that you knitted is too big. Hey, you hear me talking to you? I hear you. Ah, oh, shut up. Nobody's talking to you. Didn't you ever hear of a phone? Wanna kiss my butt? I'm not gonna stay down here all day. Thank God. Oh, man, shut up. Molly! I'm gonna count to three and I'm out of here. One, two, three. You wanna kiss my butt? And whenever, because I'm a very, like timid guy like i'm i'm not very confrontational but i like to think that i want this type of like energy energy no (laughs) nonsense personality just like you ever heard of a phone (laughs) talking back to the guy yelling at her do you want to kiss my butt yeah the construction were shut Mm -hmm. (laughs) you ever heard of a telephone you want to kiss my butt yeah so great and and just a kind of a great like quintessential new york moment of just someone screaming shut up yes yes oh but what i was gonna mention in her apartment with the sisters later on we get uh willie goes to the apartment right to Mm -hmm. go take care of oda may and as they're running through the apartment trying to escape him one they go down like the bedroom hallway and on the outside of one of the bedroom doors there's a poster for the who yes i did catch that and i'm like that's so like whoopee jumping jack flash yeah like that's such a like whoopee thing it's such a weird whoopee choice yeah sure yeah Mm -hmm. like yeah you know what i mean like the i don't think the sisters are are listening to this are listening to the who you know and it's just a specific whoopee thing especially in jumping jack flash she listened to the stones Yeah, yeah, she listened to everything. She mm-hmm. listened to she listened to like classic rock 
and she listened to like soul music and like R and B and like she, and so I don't know. I just thought that was a really kind of an interesting little yeah. mm-hmm. character note that this poster would be on the. I really did find myself looking at posters this time around. I mean, even, <laughs> even down the subway when he's running past cats, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, that was peak mm-hmm. cats now and forever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So uh, Carl starts putting things together. Shifty Carl starts putting things together about like you know um, that they know stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I think it's after Otome goes to right. goes to see Molly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when she, you know, Sam is like giving her all this like inside info. These cops that oh, are like brushing. Molly. They're doing a pretty piss poor <laughs> fuck, job. Fuck these cops. Yeah. <laughs> that lady cop, get the hell out of here. And then, but even the guy, even, you know, is it Steven Root? Steven Root. Root. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Baby Root. <laughs> Baby Root. Yeah. Like even him coming back with the file. With Otome's file. With all his other wigs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do have to say that he said something about Otome pulling a job in 62. Whoopi's not that. Whoopi would have been 12. I don't 62. know if the math really works out. <laughs> it's like, mm. I don't know. Or 67 or something. But it's like still, I don't know. Like she would have been a child. Little child swindler. Yeah. swindler. <laughs> yeah. I love all of the I love all of the mug shots of Whoopi though. Yes. Of the different wigs. Yeah. It's almost like a Simpsons <laughs> gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've used that exact that gag later on. Yeah. Um, but they are no help and just telling. No. Basically. Molly, telling Molly, you know, she's... You, you know what else we noticed last night, or that I noticed uh, last viewing, was, like, there's huge patches of this movie with no Demi. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. There's huge patches where I'm like, we haven't seen Demi in a while. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean, it, it's that whole middle section where they're... Uh, where they're going to the bank. Well, we're following Oda May and yeah. Sam. Mm-hmm. We're following Sam and Subway Guy. We're following Carl and Willie. We're following like, them go to the bank. Yeah. And then Molly comes back into the story. <laughs> right. Because yeah. we need to have the big, you know. Well, well, it's before sexy coffee moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, first of all, too, like we mentioned how early in the movie that Sam gets like taken out. It's even before that that we have the sexy, uh, yes. the sexy clay pot iconic. scene, which is iconic. It's like in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, so. first fifteen. <laughs> it's it's literally like minute fourteen. And it's that, like and that song will play in the background forever. The whole- oh yeah. <laughs> um, who did the score? It's, it's um, that's Maurice Maurice Jarre. He did like oh, you're talking about like the motif oh, oh, of the like, soundtrack. He did like Doctor Javargo, and then he builds oh, it into yeah. the score later oh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah, but you're talking about um, Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. But yeah, yeah. You're right. Right. Great score, but yeah. And um, you but, know what I thought was very interesting at the time as a little kid, I was like, Patrick Swayze must have a deal with uh, one of the who, who? What are the brothers that did Unchained Melody? The oh, Righteous, Righteous Brothers? Brothers. The Righteous Brothers. Well, this cover, yeah. This cover of it. One of the guy, one of the righteous brothers sings "Time of Your Life" with oh uh, sure, oh my goodness, Jennifer, what's her name? Yeah, and as a kid, and I was a Dirty Dancing super fan. Yeah, and episode one hundred of our show I stole my sister's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, soundtrack, and so I was like, "That's weird. That's like the same." And he's like, he's doing two movies in a row with like. Big songs from this I like one to dude think, from the I like to brothers. think that there's like a behind the so- the scenes story where Patrick like said that we have to use this song. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I love these songs that come back into popular existence. Sure. Yeah. This apparently mm-hmm. yeah, got orig- a... originally was a best original song nominee like back in the 50s. Oh, get out of here. It was oh, for a movie. Or what it was for? for a movie oh, called wow. Unchained. Oh. Oh, so, I oh that's that. clever. Unchained Melody. So, <laughs> yeah. So just these things coming back okay. into. I mean. We've seen it, you know, based on a popular cover of something. I mean, I, this just... I guess it kind of happened to Kate Bush this past summer. Right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, with Bohemian Rhapsody and all that stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's always nice when, when it kind of brings a song back into into public. It's nice for their estate. They get some money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, see, now. does Bill Medley get money from that? Does, like, the original writers, like, does yeah. everybody get a piece of that pie? Who knows? Good question. Also, watching that pottery, the sexy pottery scene last mm-hmm. night, I'm just like, we got to get you out of those jeans, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. because she, mm-hmm. the, the setup is that they had gone to bed. The setup is they go to bed, they right, go to sleep, right. say goodnight in the bed. In their weirdly small bedroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this huge loft. And then he wakes up to her now spinning pottery. Yeah, what time is it? Yeah, I can't sleep. What time is it? In jeans. Right. Like he put jeans on to go downstairs. Is this, is this like them trying to avoid the R? Yeah, the yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Because is this PG-13? I yeah. think it is, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It's just sexy it enough that it. you can watch it with your parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. We and can, not be too weird. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we can touch your abs, but we're not taking off your pants, okay? But she's only wearing that, like, men's menswear sure. shirt. And, like, I don't know if she's wearing anything underneath that. Because he, like, lifts that up sometimes and you're like... Yeah, I guess All right, different rules more. for the ladies. Yeah, actually. your booty is on full effect here. But yeah, you're right. Unchained Melodies throughout the movie and that little bit of score. Yeah. And I did love reading for a sexy pottery moment <laughs> that the when he comes behind her, that it wasn't supposed to fall apart. Oh, it oh, falls because okay. it falls down immediately, falls. and they laugh. Yeah, he laughs. Yeah, they, it was supposed to be like. Yeah, <laughs> he laughs, and she says something about like, uh, he's like, oh, was that a masterpiece or whatever? And she's like, oh, not anymore. So they just but they're kind of like, rolled with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cute. Okay. I like that. They but they stayed in it because they he he laughs first like oh fuck <laughs> like, knocked over your thing. Okay, and then she just like redoes yeah, it, and then yeah. they start going on from there. Okay, I like. But that. yeah, but yeah, but yes, thank you. We we had to go back to the iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit is like boom. First fourteen. Did we tell you movie. side tangent about Demi Moore? Did we tell you our story of a run in that we had? No. The uh, last month when we saw Moonage Daydream. That we were the David Bowie documentary, David Bowie documentary, Daydream, and sitting in front of us in the movie theater with her with her little friends, we saw uh, Scout Willis. Oh, because we heard one of her friends say Scout, or Pete heard it, and then he showed me. Well, I thought I thought it was Alana Heim. Oh, and because they were like young kids. And they were like they look like industry kids. They 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 were dressed really hipstery, yeah. but like in that way that was like oh your your like, outfit costs more than yeah. my life. You have right money, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. They look like poor but expensive. Like it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. And when you heard that name in an LA theater, you're like, oh, and like it so was many. the Burbank. <laughs> and when he said Scout, I was like, thought it was Alana Heim. Scout at Scout Willis, and I went to I, uh, her Instagram, and I was like, that is absolutely Scout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She definitely looks like her mom. Scout, rumor, Tallulah. Right? Rumor's right. the eldest. Yeah. Scout is the middle, and Tallulah okay. is the youngest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they all have fun middle names too. But I only remember Tallulah Bell. Uh, I forget Scout. I think that she had rumor like a oh. little bit before she made this movie too. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I think that she had one kid already. Yeah. 
That would make mm-hmm. sense around our relationship. Yeah. Um, where were we before I took us back to? I took us back to the <laughs> Well, we had gone <laughs> to, to Oda. It, we, we were we, – we hadn't had, you know, here's your apple you love and, you know <laughs> – <laughs> Willie in the apartment. <laughs> Willie coming back to the apartment. Willie coming yeah. back to the apartment. Um, well, we we haven't yet addressed. I mean, you kind <laughs> of mentioned a little bit the bank scene. Oh my god the the Rita mm-hmm. the Rita Miller. Do you have a nice Do you have a nice dress? <laughs> and she looks at him like what? <laughs> now my question was as we were watching this, I was like, did this scene win this Oscar? Because this scene is everything. A tour de yeah. force. It's I great. mean, Molly, you and Danger Girl is great. Yeah. And outside of outside of stuff. the loft of her yelling is also outside really of good. This, outside of the loft. And and my favorite, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, girl, what'd you do to your hair? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Do you like it? <laughs> it's Autumn Sunrise. Autumn I say sunrise. that all the time. Autumn it's Sunrise. Autumn sunrise. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think this scene is so me- like the mm-hmm. the, showcase. the costume, the I wrote down wrote the wrong name. <laughs> Yeah, all that shit. Like you know, we we give you know we can give Anne Hathaway shit for winning an Oscar for one song, but like I think like this scene is so memorable that it's yeah, just right. like people are there. Is it a booth? Is it a voting booth when you when you vote for the Oscars? I picture people voting in a booth. It's not a booth. <laughs> yeah, um, probably a really fun scene to see with a crowd in a theater too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's just it's so reactive and it's really all on her. Yeah, yeah. Um, for everything that you know, Sam is doing to her, and yeah, it, it just—it's just so damn funny. <laughs> and the and the gas and the ga- <laughs> how she has to roll with these stories, yeah. And she interacts with several people, so with each person, it's a little different yeah. kind of thing. The first lady, you know, uh, he she where she yeah. has to sign her name on the card, and she signs the wrong. I signed the wrong name, and it's just, yeah. <laughs> the woman's like, what? And then, like the guy who doesn't remember her, and the security guard, and then finally with the nuns, and just like not wanting to give up the check. And that's an old gag of that like I'm not going to give you the check, and like pulling back and forth and all that. But yeah. it's like, yeah, you see it, with the with four the million dollars. Ch- yeah, you see a lot of <laughs> Dolores Van Cartier. Yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the facial anguish, and it's just yeah, and then just you know, whoopee and heels, and like all you. Know, just, in this dress and the hat and everything. And it's Wa- just like walking in the heels and turning and <laughs> spitting at him. Mm-hmm. Raspberry at him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what is he? Does he tell her to get rid of the gum or something? Does she spit out a gum? No, that I'm thinking that's Julia Roberts. Oh no, no. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty woman. Um, but yeah, that this, this scene is like, it's so you, I look forward to it when I'm watching the movie. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to the, it's, it holds up. What'd she say? What's wrong with my dress? Or yeah. Or yeah. Sh- the shoes, I think he says. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. When they first round the corner. Yes. They're talking about the... To the, begin, yeah. Yeah. But like this, it's, it's like purple. It's and like, Oh, my God. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's a good like church Yeah, dress, I think, right? I think it's like a church dress. like her, her church, church lady outfit. Yeah. That's church lady it. outfit. Yeah, with the hat and everything. I picture it was thought of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, is she wearing gloves? Yeah, I, I think feel so. Like she's wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when she's getting, she's tug of war with the. Got to be a little fancy. Tug of war with the nun. I mean, Josh and I are huge Oscar fans, and it is kind of wild to think this one 
the acting Oscar and supporting actress, and there had not been a black winner since an actress Hattie, right? since Hattie. Wow. It's stunning, which is crazy. It, it's it's crazy, but it, it's but it's also such a fun comedic performance yeah. that yeah. really outside of a Tomei, yeah, uh, you know, sure. we, we just don't get a lot of. And yeah. it's so memorable and. Yeah. Uh, I think that was, I think for both of us, rewatching this again, that what really holds up is the humor in her scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, do you know, Scott, do you have queued up who she won against? Okay. She won against um, Laura Dern's mom. Uh, oh, wow. Diane Ladd for Wild Diane Ladd for Wild at Heart. L- let me see if I can get this off the top of my head before you look it up. Uh, Diane Ladd for Wild at Heart, Mary McDonald for um, Dances with Wolves. Um, who else? Annette Benning for the, oh, Grifters. It's the Grifters. And then we get Whoopi. Who is the fifth? Wow, you're, you're... who am I missing? And we're scrolling to the. <laughs> we're going through the seventies. I'm missing tell me, someone. Tell me who you. Tell me who you said. Yeah, I said Mary McDonald, Diane Ladd, Mary McDonald for Dancing with Wolves, Annette Benning, Heart, Annette Benning, the Grifters. The Ooh, Grifters. a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. I <laughs> always, I always think, um, what's her name from Field of Dreams was nominated, but she did not. I think that she was probably sixth place no. that year. Good for you for getting four, but it's Who's Lorraine Bracco for Goodfellas. Lorraine Bracco for Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about like the year of 1990. Those there are some, some heavy hitters. There were some huge movies Dances in 1990. Dances with Wolves, yeah. Goodfellas, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, even The Grifters was, yeah. And I always like the story that Whoopi tells that when they were all at, I don't know where if they did this at like the Shrine in 1990 or 91, that she told everyone, okay, like regardless of what happens, the winner is buying us all lunch. I love that. And <laughs> when she won, she sent invites to all of the four women, and they had, like, a little, like, luncheon. That is so cute. And she had, like, a little chocolate Oscar for all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love that. I want to say that I've seen, uh, I think, Annette on The View or something. Talk about that. And they yeah. were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What a time for the, yeah. big, studio, <laughs> the big studio film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, like, 1990 had Ghost, Pretty Woman, Two massive movies that made a lot of money and ran for probably almost a year. Feel the Dreams, Goodfellas, Misery, like huge movies in 1990. Godfather 3. Godfather 3, yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I don't really think I was... I I think I really remember the Hannibal Lecter moment. but, But something tells me that I was watching my parents... Watch Dances with Wolves at some point. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely remember uh, my parents renting in, renting Dances with Wolves when I yeah. was a kid. I mean, yeah. that movie was massive. So Joe Pesci wins for Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Best Supporting. It's the year that uh, Kathy Bates Jeremy won. Irons for Reversal of for Fortune fun, and mm-hmm. Kathy Bates for Misery. What a fun year. That's a fun foursome for those like for those photo ops. And then uh, <laughs> In genre Kevin though. Costner yeah. won director Misery, and also yeah. Best Picture. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kevin Costner wins Best Director and Best Picture uh, Dances with Wolves. All the genres going on. And Kevin Costner produced Dances with Wolves, so he has two Oscars yeah. for that yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, None for acting. <laughs> and, and also, I mean, Ghost got in that Best Picture lineup, it's... which you would think now a movie yeah. like this would struggle 
to probably even oh, yeah. get in the top ten yeah. now, yeah. but it probably had no tro- no problem getting into the five nominees just because it was just so loved at the time. Yeah, I mean, when you have such a success like that, almost unavoidable at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what a fun year. Best original song was from Dick Tracy. Oh, that's Sondheim's Academy Oscar? Academy Award winning Dick Tracy. Oh, Sondheim's Oscar, yeah. Sooner or later, I always get my man, parenthetical, he had to, he from got Dick it. Tracy. Yeah, Stephen Sondheim. It would have been wild Music if and that. lyrics. It would have been wild if... Who performed if... that? Madonna. Madonna? Yeah. Uh-huh. She... Wow. That's the one, right? This I can't believe it's all the same year. Yeah, that's she did wild. The big show on like I don't she did remember whole... her performing at the Academy Awards. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that. I mean, I definitely remember when she performed the year of Vita was nominated. Right. Yeah, you have to look that up. It would have been yeah, we'll look it up. everything. It would have got a bow. <laughs> it would have been wild if that. If Dick Tracy would have been Al Pacino's Oscar, which I feel like was probably pretty <laughs> close of, is this going to be like our last opportunity to give Al Pacino an Oscar? I guess Dick oh, Tracy yeah, will do. Big boy Capri. Why the hell did he get nominated for yeah. that? Al Pacino. That's a stupid role. Mm-hmm. He was like, that is not an Oscar worthy performance. They were like, nope, we're going to save it for a hua. Yeah, come on. That's dumb. Oh, my God. Um, Dick Tracy won a lot. Art direction, yeah. mm-hmm. makeup. Well, Damn. well, Dick Tracy's a very cool looking movie. Yeah, but it's and, terrible. And 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 Warren <laughs> Beatty's baby to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, owning the kind of rights to Dick Tracy, which is so interesting that here is Annette here. Yeah, yeah. true. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, forget Annette Benning kind of bursting onto the scene so early. I always kind yeah. of remember yeah. her kind of being this like Hollywood newcomer, like when she came <laughs> when she came around. But that's just how old I. am. Her one scene in uh, Postcards from the Edge, yeah. Oh my goodness, which is also that year. Wow. Yeah, they they had they were up for uh, something in oh, original Mer- song. Oh, oh, Meryl and actress, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's the. I don't think Meryl got a Best Actress nominee though. Mm, yes, she did. Postcards from the oh, Edge. Never mind. Best okay. Actress. I think I'm thinking of Shirley. Yeah, that didn't. Shirley. Get it. No, she mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, she didn't get. It. She didn't get it. Um, but yeah, it I tore mean, up. <laughs> But, you know, it's like Whoopi Goldberg, Oscar-winning actress, well-deserved. This movie yeah. is great. It's so it's so memorable. We love this character. And, um, yeah, man. When did, when did she EGOT? Was it the Tony was the last thing? I think it was the Tony for The Color Purple. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or maybe she also produced one of her Emmys. Millie. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, maybe one of her Emmys was the did last thing. Did she have multiple... Tony's for producing. Whoopi definitely has a Tony for producing Millie, but yeah. Oh, okay. She's one of those interesting egots. Yeah, and does yeah. the Grammy and her Emmys for her Emmys for hosting? Does the Grammy come for comedy album? Uh, for her one woman show, that's probably likely. That's probably I'm not it, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll look that one up. And you know what, Scott? Even if it failed one kind of Emmy, The View did finally get one for daytime. <laughs> sure. <laughs> does that count for the egot? It's, I, it's, I hosting, it's hosting, and it's for daytime. You know, <laughs> the but, daytime but does count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting now that when Whoopi is sort of going into her retirement years, we're seeing her act more. Yeah, we're like mm-hmm. back now with yeah. Because it seems like she she does the view, but she sometimes take breaks. She takes breaks off the view to probably film movies. 
Build that into the contract, you know. Right. Let me out when I want to go out. So she won her Grammy in 85 for Whoopi Goldberg Direct from Broadway, which we have on vinyl. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) That's what I figured it was for. Yeah. It says she's only the second solo female performer, not part of a duo or team at the time, to receive the award. It does not say who the first one was. Cool. But she was the first African-American woman to win the Grammy for Best Comedy Recording. Has Jennifer Hudson got it yet? Yes, she has. Okay. She just got it with the Emmy, right? Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. That she got for... Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, yeah. I can, I, can, I can watch the whoopee scenes in this movie. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> over and, over. <laughs> and that's also... The thing about Ghost is that the love story, it's very generic. It's a very straightforward Hollywood romance. And without a character like Whoopi, this movie would not be good. That yeah. I think that you really need Otome to just inject this movie with some humor and some fun. It, it kind of rounds it out. Yeah, from it like rounds it out. Just That I think that without this character, I mean, this movie would not really be all that remembered. It adds so, mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, It adds so much. And... um just so the gays do not kill me, <laughs> we're going to have to figure out what the heck Jennifer... It's... Thank you. Okay. It's the Tony for a strange loop this year. Oh, that's what she... Well, that was the okay. last one. Well, Because oh, I, I knew Emmy that it just was, happened. But her Emmy was also for something weird, though. It was for like a... Daytime. A streaming thing. Okay. It, okay. Was a, it was a movie, but it was like a digital platform movie. So many ways to wake But it got now. an Emmy. Because, like, yeah, the thing is, it's like these digital... Or it was like a video game or something. Her Emmy's weird. That's the weird one. <laughs> the weird one. But, yeah. At any rate. I mean... <laughs> we, if, d- we did not talk, though, about my... Oops, my coffee spilled. I got to take off my shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Any, I mean, Carl, any excuse, you little sneak. Any mm-hmm. excuse to see Tony Goldwyn take that shirt off, I'm fine with. This man is manipulation he, 101. Yeah, yes. that's that's the thing. I mean, I would probably let this man ruin my life, <laughs> and he was about Let's to be ruin, real. Yep, ruin her life. Um, and he's trying to win you over with a damn apple. <laughs> I, brought, I brought your favorite kind of. Oh, oh yeah, was it a pear. It was a uh, apple pear, a okay. Japanese <laughs> apple pear, whatever that is. Um, or those those pears that taste like apples? It's an Asian pear. Your your mom got us like something in Hawaii. So really good pears. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of an Asian pear. That's no, like an apple. An, an, that's like an apple and a pear. Yeah, maybe guy, that's what it was. That he's he got said. no qualms, no, no remorse. Because that's the thing. It's like, yes, he's. He's like in the hole for five for four million. He's got like shady people after him, like all this stuff. So it's like he's he's got to figure out what to do. But it's like these people were his friends, mm-hmm. right? And now he's just like, hey, like, does he really want to like bone down with <laughs> Molly, or is this just kind of? Is this all just to get the address book? Right? Is it just you know? All? I mean, like, was he sick of being the third wheel all of these years? Yeah, I think they. I think now they would like address that more. I think he is in love with Molly. Fuck these two. I think he's in love with Sam. 
I think he's in love with Sam too. <laughs> yeah, he's mm-hmm. like gotta watch them kiss and be all over each other. Yeah, yeah. But th- but that is interesting because his desperation levels before he's outright losing his mind. Yes. At the end, yeah, yeah. It's like it has to kind of slowly build up as he's getting more desperate f- for yeah. the money and to obviously at well um, as the ghosts and. You know, he's obviously getting caught by yeah things beyond his control. I mm-hmm. do love that at a certain point, he's just like, all right, Sam's ghost. Yep. <laughs> all right, Sam's ghost. Let's fucking, let's do this. <laughs> They're big. Let's dance. Ghost of, ghost of my friend. They're big fight at the end. <laughs> yeah. And he's fully just fighting a ghost. And yeah. then he's just like, let's do it. And ghost keyboard tap murderer. <laughs> yes. Well, that was a control Z. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was or uh not a control Z. You control V. Suck. That was a control V, just very easily. I always forget I always forget how graphic his death scene is Ooh. at the end. Yeah. When he's impaled by that window. It's it's on screen. And yeah. He did it to himself because he swung the hook. I said as we're mm-hmm. watching it, I was like is this going to be that Batman thing where Swayze, all these people are dying around Swayze, Swayze can't, but Swayze can't murder he's him. He's not murdering them. They're just Getting themselves oh, know. running into traffic. Oh, no, Pete. Swayze has to look away <laughs> like this. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Willie Lopez ran into traffic. He was yeah. shoving him towards the traffic, but... With the sound. The whoosh. The whooshing sound. Oh, no. The sound of the damn devil oh, gremlins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The sound of the devil <laughs> shadow people. Mm-hmm. Awful. Well, let me also say this, too. The devil shadow people that took away Willie Lopez were scary because they did this thing where there were shadows on the ground and they came up and then there were no more shadows on the ground. And then after they took them, the shadows like laid back down and it was really cool, really effective. The shadow ghost people that took in the loft, (laughs) in the loft, they had like weird like eyes cut out. Like they looked a little bit more like. They're like coming out of the pipes. Yeah, <laughs> they, looked a they, little, they looked a little more like was, school project ghosts. I was going to say a, a little night on Ball Mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they had like holes cut out of the shadows for like their eyes, but it's like they don't need that, all that. And why is the noise so disturbing? Because it's apparently the sound of a baby crying played there backwards you go. slowly. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we all have that weird thing in our heads about like a baby crying that yeah. it will like wake us up out of our sleep or something. Yeah. Backwards, all creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't like it. Um, I know the scene that we have not talked about. Yes, is yes. when we talk. We briefly talked about um, Orlando, oh. the whole jumping into <laughs> other other people's <laughs> bodies that you yeah. can sort of take possession of someone. Oh, yeah. The big romantic scene where he I mean. takes possession over <laughs> Whoopi. I-, I love when she like sits in the chair. Like I'm ready. Just do it. Do and it. then the whooshing. Like do it. The... Do it before I change my mind. Yeah. The whooshing wind. But also when you break the scene down, even though you see the sways right. and to me like having this moment I with each other. I think as a kid, I never put two and two together. That yeah. She's doing And that doesn't really Whoopi. hit you until you're an adult that that is Whoopi in this scene <laughs> that she's having this intimate moment with. We're just seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, as a kid, I never really like, I, just, I don't know if that's thought it was like astral projection or something but hidden queer moments yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is though yeah right because we see the hands and then yeah if you were to ever dare to make a sequel to ghost i want to see um molly 
and Otome Brown living as roommates <laughs> in this loft. I suppose the sister. The sister's I mean, got to go somewhere. She, yeah. She's gonna give like their apartment to the sisters, yeah, and she's yeah. Otome's gonna live with Molly in this gigantic loft. And I guess that they're just gonna go around and solve mysteries and talk to ghosts. <laughs> I think. That's... Maybe maybe they have like an occult bookstore mm-hmm. like in the loft. It can be a series on like USA <laughs> in the mid nineties. I don't know, but I want to see these two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tracking down ghosts and finishing some like unsolved business, like a like a mm-hmm. what's what's the show with uh, with Jennifer Love, Ghost Whisperer, Ghost Whisperer, oh, right. Ghost Whisperer mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Sure, CBS old ladies love it. They love it, but yeah, I could you know to me Whoopi, you know we're we're rebooting and revisiting things again, and, <laughs> and even and even Whoopi with this possible Sister Act three, I could oh, see a little you know true crime action. Maybe they, <laughs> maybe they both have a romance, you know this time. Somebody pisses somebody off and becomes, you know, hungry for money again. And yeah, yeah. We got to deal with it. Yeah. They got to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> got to go to the other place. Oh, my gosh. Um, I always think it's such a buzzkill of what Demi followed this movie up with. Oh, what was it? Nothing but trouble. Oh, such a weird choice <laughs> that I get at the moment of when you're offered a comedy directed by Dan Aykroyd with Chevy Chase and John Candy. You just got to take it. But I'm sure that Demi (laughs) read that script and was just like, oh, shit. (laughs) What (laughs) am I doing in this crazy movie? (laughs) Yeah, that movie's wild. Nothing but trouble. I grew up on it. Wild movie. Wow. Never seen that one. Oh, it's it's terrible. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's like, yeah, it's visually ugly. Tupac's in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Digital Underground have a have a song. If we are learning anything in twenty twenty two, it's you probably did not have a good time with Bill Murray or Chevy Chase right. back probably then. Probably not. <laughs> in the nineties, in the eighties, in the seventies. <laughs> Anytime really. Just, oh, and also like Ivan Reitman, Anna Ferris just did that oh, interview yeah. where she was talking about how awful he was to work with and uh my super my, my super ex girlfriend. What a joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Demi Moore's career is very interesting because I feel like all three of us still consider Demi to be a massive movie star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, her st- I don't want to say that her star faded in the 90s because she's still Demi Moore. But it just didn't really go to that next level that, say, like a Nicole Kidman or Julia Roberts went. Mm-hmm. In the later 90s, maybe just G.I. Jane was such a bust that she didn't end up getting a lot of jobs after G.I. Jane and Striptease. I don't know. She had the career comeback with Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, a movie that Pete and I love. We love her character in that movie. She looks fucking incredible in it, and she's so much fun as the supervillain. And then I feel like she didn't really follow it up with anything. Yeah. Right. It's like, I think, and I think she's doing stuff now, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that Charlie's Angels just being such a cool comeback moment. Yeah. It felt like a big comeback for her. And that was 20 years ago. <laughs> she needs to do something like an HBO like show. Like Mike, Mike White needs to put her in like season three of White Lotus or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if Ryan Murphy's going to do this feud and using oh, absolutely. all these women, you know. Oh, is she, is she in the new oh, feud? Is she? Okay. Is no. she, is she in the, no, is she in the Capote one? Good no. question. Hold on. I was just like, we got Naomi Watts. We got uh, Calista Flockhart. <laughs> um, I think we'd have heard about it by now. I don't think she's in it. Quite a cast. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know. To me, more joins feud season two go. FX variety. Oh. 
reported he, in September. So she is. He nabbed her. Mm-hmm. Well, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And she's just one of those massive stars that I always think that, like, of course, there's there's still great roles left into me. Yeah, you you just brought back the memory of striptease trailer in the <laughs> seeing that as a kid in the movie theater, <laughs> right? Yeah, Pete and I love showgirls, but I have tried to sit through striptease, and it is not fun. Mm. <laughs> it is not the camp good time that showgirls is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, Demi did have really big success um, in the eighties and the nineties. You know, starting off with like kind of john hughes yeah stuff you know she worked um she worked with emilio on a couple of things uh and then you know <laughs> she we had after after this we get disclosure Ooh. we get um indecent proposal decent proposal mm-hmm. you know she she had a good streak she had like an there. erotic thriller erotic run in the thrillers. 90s the scarlet yes. letter right yeah the scarlet letter scarlet letter also the... a movie that was a big bust mm. that i um, think that was supposed to probably get her best actress nominated and it just didn't really work out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she has this uh, kind of iconic husky voice. Yeah. That's right, just very right. to me. But I think she also kind of had a kooky public persona. Yeah. Right. That I think maybe polarized people hmm. about her. I she think some gave people her kids, were just like, she gave her kids kooky she, names. And then they went mm-hmm. off and they moved to Idaho or whatever before, you know, like nowadays everybody just goes and buys like half of Utah or whatever or what, every Wyoming, every, you know. Every they, major you know, star now has property in the Paradise Valley in yeah, Montana. They go to, yeah, they go to Wyoming, they go to Montana, they go to Idaho. Right. But like, sh- but this was like Roseanne and Tom Arnold stuff when her and Bruce literally bought a town in Idaho. I thought that it was Kim Basinger that bought the town. Uh, Kim Basinger also also bought a town. Yeah, <laughs> it was a so thing. that was a thing yes. with huge movie stars yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, but it was also a thing of we are so big, we have a hand in Planet Hollywood. We are our husbands or ourselves are just in all these movies, and we just want to get away from L.A. And it was kind of the not the early days. People have been d- doing this in Hollywood forever, but back in the day, it used to just be like Palm Springs. Yeah, right. but in the '90s, it was like I'm going to Idaho, yeah, mm-hmm. and going in the middle of nowhere and going to buy up a fucking town before we were buying islands. <laughs> yes, you know, um, and yeah, and then the like the kooky names for all the girls, and then the Vanity Fair cover with the pregnancy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. the, the pregnancy Vanity cover. Fair mm-hmm. cover was hugely polarizing. <laughs> People were. Mad, yeah. So they were mad. How dare you sexualize this pregnant you woman? You know what I mean. But they were mad at her. Yeah, <laughs> they were mad at her for making the choice to do it, and she had the short hair and that. You know, um, a pre-Instagram life. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I love that she's in a few good men. Oh, oh I love good. a few yeah. good men. She's good in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is good in that. That's a Tom movie that I'm just like. It's one of those movies that's just those '90s, like yeah. political, not political, but I mean, just these procedural court procedural, dramas that were go. massive yeah. hits. Yeah. I mean, this was like yeah. gave the, way to like Law and Order, The Firm, um, <laughs> Jag. <laughs> I mean, Pelican yeah. Brief. 
Pelican Brief. I mean, I don't think the Pelican Brief was How many that, movies no. was that ha- big of a hit? Had that as a component, like even parts of, you know, Philadelphia or. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The mean, client yeah. Of, yeah. of Time to Kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so Demi did have a very big run yeah. in the 90s, but you're right. There was a point and it was it really i mean it didn't start again this conversation has been going on since for all of hollywood but i think she kind of became maybe a little talking point in when you hit 40 and you're a mother the roles dry up yeah yeah one of those early conversations yeah and, and also, she was dating Ashton and then Kutch. She starts dating the Ashton Kutcher. The starts dating the Cooch. Yep. And then she has a little revival because of that. And, and also, and I mean, the whole thing was she was forty. Sure. And she was like this old head, younger than you. <laughs> yeah. And he's what in his twenties. And he yeah. was like twenty eight. Yeah. And I also remember That's the whole so thing weird. with like Bruce. But is like that... big deal. <laughs> like who cares mm-hmm. now? Who fucking yeah. cares? And forty like. St- What's forties young for stars like for women? I don't know. I think I feel like nowadays it's like all these women that like that like the gays like forty. Come on, mm-hmm. that's so young. Mindy Kaling's forty. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, I always really liked with Bruce and Demi is that they were always. I mean, they, I'm not. I'm I'm talking about that. He's no longer like, with us. Yeah. But, like <laughs> they still remain very close. Yeah, and yeah. even when she was seeing Ashton, yeah. that. They made it a point to still sort of be friendly with each yeah, other, which cool. I love. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. And so it's like I think she has a kind of unearned reputation as kind of being maybe a little bit of an outsider or kind of a weird kooky person but i don't know i, think I don't it, think that she's I, ever also had a reputation of being a bitch too no of yeah. being unpleasant yeah mm-hmm. i think everybody in charlie's angels had nothing but great things to say about yeah. her and this comeback again at 40 from beyond the grave methuselah mm-hmm. like what still just, a, still <laughs> able to read lines off of Man, a piece of paper that's the wise old age th- of 40 we definitely talked about it in our charlie's angels episode but that scene where she gets out of Jesus the Christ. ocean mm-hmm. with the surfboard and she just walks up to her car and just yeah. gets in it and drives this, off this rari that this she gets rari. in in a bathing suit mm-hmm. no shoes yep. and just <laughs> we have no idea where where she's keeping the keys yeah. Yeah. oh but, but it she matter. just drives right off it's so fucking rad yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a Lambo actually. Yeah, <laughs> no biggie. No, no, yeah. But um, I mean, to me, and you know what? I don't give a shit that she's getting fillers. I don't care that she's she still looks like, great mm-hmm. <laughs> walking in fashion. Like whatever, she's fucking to me yeah. more. That's at the, at the end of the day, she's so much cooler than like anybody. Yes, she's cooler than you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like she's just got so much fucking like cachet. She's Demi Moore, man. That dress in Indecent Proposal is iconic. Like she, you know, she was she was a moment for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's like and you watch this and she's fucking crying. One of the great movie criers ever. She's crying Mm -hmm. in in the police station and she's crying with. With Carl, and it's just like, One of the best. damn, it always, so good. The scene that always gets me is right before Sam dies when she's talking to him about saying, I love you. Yeah. yeah. And none of this, none of this ditto bo- like, bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ditto? What's ditto? 
poor Patrick spending the rest of his life uh, having women come up to him on the street <laughs> saying ditto. Ditto, right? yeah, seriously. Are you really asking what ditto means? Oh, no. I oh, was, okay. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, because I'll tell you. I was quoting, um, I was quoting oh, yeah, Whoopi. Oh, yeah, Whoopi, Whoopi. The hell's ditto? Listeners, if you're not familiar... A ditto machine is like an early Xerox, like before mm-hmm. they the had early like copy, machine. copy machines. It was a mechanical copy machine. It was probably huge, too. Oh, and they were the ones that the ink smelled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were purple. Well, it was purple in my school. Ooh, purple. The ink was purple. Was the ink not purple on your ditto machines? Did you have dittos? Probably I, not. You probably had Xerox I, by I, that point. I, I don't think at school, yeah. though. You guys probably had Xerox. In elementary school in the early 80s, probably the very like first or second grade, we they had a ditto mm. A ditto machine, and you fucking cranked it. You cranked it like a damn <laughs> Gutenberg Bible. You cranked the damn thing, and it came out printed like a newspaper, and it was purple, and it smelled. And sometimes the ink would still be wet. You cranked that. I'm sucker. telling you, ditto machine. Yeah. So, um, I mean, good old Demi. It is, and it is pronounced Demi, not Demi. Demi more. Uh, my mom, I always remember my mom telling me that. She's like, it's to me. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know where she heard it. Probably on a talk I feel show. like your mom loved Oprah. Oh, she loved Demi. Bruce and Demi. Oh, she loved Bruce, Bruce and Demi and together. Demi. Oh, she loved them together. She was not got a huge kick out of all of those girls' names. Oh, she loved yep. the names. She, every time she had another one, she loved it. And she, oh my goodness. And the whole thing with the planet Hollywood was that, you know, it's it's Bruce it's Arnie. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah. about this and in our Commando episode. And Sly. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was that they all started to have kids and they all started to have girls. And it was like a huge oh. deal. That like these big like macho men, like none of them could have a damn son. Until Patrick, probably. Until Patrick. Yeah. Patrick uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Which and, blew on him. <laughs> and the other one with the other. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, who was just on Dancing with the Stars? He was just on Dancing he with was. the Stars. Yes, He's yes, like a little yes, mini yes. Arnold. Very yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. I, you know what though? My favorite part about him was that when they would ask him about like, oh, does like, does Arnold dance? Like he danced in True Lies. Like does your dad? Does your father? How good of a dancer is your father? Is your father dance? And he's like, well, you know, I'm half Mexican, so. <laughs> I'm a pretty good dancer. <laughs> I got this. He's like the other, the entire other side of my family knows how to dance. I'm like, you tell him. You tell him. Your name I'm is. not just my father. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Whoopi to me. We talked a little bit about Patrick Swayze, just being, you know, having, oh, yeah. having I mean, a stellar reputation. I feel like we devoted all of episode 100 with Millie just talking, just gushing about <laughs> how fucking cool yeah. Patrick Swayze is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Josh, me and you were talking about seeing Tony Goldwyn very recently in Lovecraft Country on yes. HBO. So he is working. Yeah. He is making a movie, or he just finished directing a new movie, too. Right. And, and here's where the ghost family kind of comes full circle oh. because. Whoopi just finished filming a movie directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, love, that. love it. Okay. I wonder if he directed Shirtless. But 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 you but you're right. Lovecraft, <laughs> Shirtless and Lovecraft. Yeah. And becoming a even, you know, a middle-aged sex symbol and scandal. Yeah, scandal. I, I mean I was gonna just, say, didn't didn't he have a lot of like love scenes with with, yeah. with Carrie Washington? So he's just in scandal. Like, good for him. What are the movies that Tony Goldwyn has directed? He did Walk on the Moon with Viggo Mortensen and Diane oh, that's a good Lane. Question. Oh, he directed that? He directed that. Get out of uh-huh. here. And I had to ask Scott the other day, is Tony Goldwyn 
any relation oh. to Metro Goldwyn Mayer MGM he movie is. studio, and he is. Ah, there is yeah. a connection in there. But I mean, you know, it's cool. it's not it's it's not like he had this like wonderful A list career handed to him. Right. He's been a working actor yes. his entire yes. life. I feel like know? he was sort of a working actor before yeah. he got into directing. Yes. Um he yeah, did absolutely. other Tony Goldwyn movies that you might remember, Pete. Someone like you with Ashley Judd. Uh-huh. Uh, the movie yeah. that inspired the uh, Kings of Leon song. I can't remember uh, <laughs> what that that movie had a weird working title. Someone like you with Ashley Judd is yeah. that with Greg Kinnear? Uh, yes, uh, it was called Animal Husbandry. Don't very ask, good. Don't ask me why. Wow. Another working title. I think of that that, movie. that probably comes from like an <laughs> nice. episode of Conan or something. Um, he's directed a lot of TV. I mean, The L Word, Grey's Anatomy. He has a working relationship with Shonda Rhimes, nice. which is okay, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. The Last Kiss. I saw The Last Kiss with Zach Braff oh, in the theater. Wow. Um, not a great Lucky movie. You. <laughs> I know. I, I was the one. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool to see that Whoopi just... Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. That is that is really cool. Inappropriate yeah. behavior with um, Bobby Cannavale. Awesome. Okay. And Bob De Niro okay. and Rose Byrne. All right. We'll look out for it, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, this, uh, you know... These are great people in this movie. There's a reason this movie has stood the test of time. Stood the test of time. And also, <laughs> I mean, I was talking about this last night when we were watching it. A movie that I feel like I cannot think of a huge studio movie like this anymore. They do not exist. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. like we just said, it, it's just the blending of all the different yeah. genres. Yeah. And yeah, you just don't see it much anymore. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it is remembered for being this great romance but, yeah. but like so much of the movie is this like intrigue of like who done it and like what's right. going on and you know uh so there is a little bit something in there like for the boyfriends and husbands sure yes, yes. that mm-hmm. are going in and then me as the kid i'm just like whoopee and that's <laughs> why it made over 500 million dollars yeah. in 1990 which yeah with nice. inflation how like how much would that be yeah <laughs> i don't even know stunning a lot yeah. of money yeah so i mean go watch it I'm glad that we got to it. <laughs> um, and we'll go up to the star people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you see the light, go into the light. Because <laughs> you may not you may not know when your when your chance is coming. Um, unless you have some unfinished business. I was gonna to say, unless yeah. you have to like like foil your, <laughs> your murder. Uh, yeah. Your your murderer <laughs> or your uh your third wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. And and if and if you do, then go look for a spiritual advisor and and exactly. jump in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was just going to mention all the, 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 the other ghosts with Oda May, but we, we already talked about that. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean this, it's, it's fun for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> Watched it with my grandparents when I was a kid. Yeah. It's Classic not for a reason. It's not uh, streaming on anything right now other than rental. Oh, it's on prime. I don't believe it does, so. And it does pop up on TV. It pops it does, up on TV. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, always on probably like the Paramount Network or something. Mm-hmm. I bought uh, – Paramount has these new Blu-rays that they've been issuing mm-hmm. of some of the classics. That and cool. That's what my copy is. So it's a very nice transfer. It's like a 4K scan. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you want the whoopee dress and the abs and high def. I mean, <laughs> first scene in the movie, you'll thank us later. Come in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. yeah Josh, thanks like, for joining us. Yes. I mean, we briefly have to cap off this conversation on the Oscars. I mean, I feel like we always just talk about the 
fucking Academy Awards when I were together. <laughs> but sort of what are the movies that you're looking forward to going into the later half of the year, November, December? It's a, it's a, it's definitely not like we felt last year where we, we were there was a scarcity. To this year, it really feels, oh, yeah. it feels like here are the holdovers. Here's here are the holdovers. Coming. Spielberg was in the pandemic and he came out of it with his yeah. unofficial biopic. Don't get Pete started on. Yeah, but but even on the fable with Kenneth Branagh coming off a win for a thing that went into the pan- pandemic, you know, production himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I think you know with with Babylon, we'll have this big wild, you know orgy-filled 1920s Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. We'll have another Avatar. We'll have a, a Whitney Houston movie. I mean, I think it's going to be a big holiday season. Black Panther is going to yep. make a lot of money. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Um, I'm curious to see if Angela Bassett can yeah. get into the conversation and supporting actress. It's been a while oh. since she's been nominated. I mean, since uh, What's Love Got to Do, it, do yeah. With It in, like, 93. So it's been a while. Be, yeah. So... That would be fun to see. Um, supporting actress is wide open. I mean, there's probably 15 actresses right now that have yeah. a decent shot into getting into that top five. Got a lot of women talking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be a kind of Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett thing in lead. And and um, I I'm, think I'm most curious this year to see how far nostalgia takes us. Sure. Especially with Top Gun, which may get another re-release in December. Ooh. You know, it's... You know, I wonder, Academy-wise, you know, what they think of these giant popular movies and how far they go. And especially this year, we have Top Gun. uh, Black Panther, Avatar. Black Panther, Avatar. And is it going to be a conversation of only one of them can get in Best Picture? Are all three of them going to be welcomed in? I don't know. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm kind of most interested to see. Um, Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. I think The Fableman is going to take Best Picture and Best Director. It's likely. I think there's going to be a lot of Spielberg love. It may not drag Michelle Williams across the finish line in Best Actress, but she'll probably make it in. Yeah, and you may have like an everything, everywhere, all at once kind of screenplay deal or something Mm -hmm. like that. Also, is it going to be one of those things that Michelle Yeoh wins SAG and, and the Globe and all of a sudden she's the front runner? I feel like recently Possibly. just always waiting on that actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> down to the wire. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a year. Mm-hmm. Am I the only person that doesn't want to see Babylon? Babylon. I don't know. I just think it I'm not so wild like... about um, Damien Chazelle. I think he's a little overrated. But yeah. I am looking forward to Babylon. Okay. It's Hollywood from the 20s. Yeah. And uh, Gene Smart in a headdress. Gene mm-hmm. Smart in a headdress I'll take. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie looking so period specific. What is going on? Why she looks like Kelly Bundy? And it, it's not giving me twenties <laughs> at all. Sorry about it. Yeah, but there's an alligator. Damien Chazelle can yeah go jump in the lake. <laughs> Hate La La Land. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, so uh, ghost. Thanks, guys. This was so much fun. That was so fun. Yes, yeah, I'm absolutely. glad that we finally got to it. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to the Oscars, as always. But, um, yeah, Josh, come back again. Thank Great you so you much. Always welcome. Mm-hmm. Always You're welcome. always welcome on the show. I love the Josh epi- episodes. Your last full episode was, was our Christmas episode. It was Hook. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're heading back to the holidays. I know. We're going back to the holiday season. We can watch and putting, putting the finishing touches on our dis- – we, we have, like, four episodes in December that – I have at least two of them planned, so... We have some open slots. Mm -hmm. Exciting If you got some uh, requests, listeners, send them our way for Mm -hmm. holiday movies. Got some open slots. 
coming your way. But um, yeah, until next time, Josh, thank you so much once again, and we will see you soon. Bye, guys. And thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Yes, indeed. We've, I mean, we love ghosts. I can watch this movie once a month. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. So good. Um, yeah, I guess it's still kind of spooky, wrapping up spooky season. Getting We do some interesting season. movies in November, I've noticed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like last okay. year we did Legend. We did Girls uh, Just Want to Have Fun. Lunch. But yeah, we get to some interesting movies on the docket for okay. this month. So. All right. Well, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. But I think it's that time in the episode. Patreon shout-outs. Patreon shout-outs. <laughs> Yes, indeed. We want to say a big hello. hello. Thank you to all of our patrons, including Alexis G, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Darcy, Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emma, Millie, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and also Rufino. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. You can check out all the supplemental and additional We have a lot of things. watch with us commentaries. Yes, we'll be doing one for the 20. month of November. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, when you are a patron at the $10 level, we get a bonus episode, and it's a commentary track. Scott and I will watch a movie and record a commentary as the movie is playing. I have and some ideas of what we're going to do this month, so yeah. we'll see. It'll yeah. probably it'll at least be out before Thanksgiving, maybe a little after this episode airs. Right on. Uh, when you sync up the commentary track with the movie, it's like you're watching it with us, or you can just listen to it as you would listen to a normal uh, episode, and uh, it plays like... Uh, supplemental episode. Yeah. They're really fun. So check that out. It's at uh, patreon.com slash movies that made us gay. There's a lot of extra supplemental features um, for you over there. And all of the donations that you so kindly provide go to us, um, you know, keeping the podcast up and running and for mm-hmm. you and um, ad free. So yeah, we really appreciate so it. How about that? Um, we'd also love it if you would rate and review the show give us five stars give and write us some stars. kind words we would love to read them yes indeed um if you head over to uh spotify or apple Podcasts, you can hit the five star rating and you can also write a review it's um easy and it's free yeah. and it helps us out mm-hmm. uh there's a review that we have not read yet from apple podcast listener kelly bumps the review goes a little something like well the title of the review is the breadth the depth uh i love this podcast i love pete and scott and i love all these films take a brain vacation with these hubba hubba movie husbands i laugh until i pee every episode five stars love that thank you kelly yeah so go ahead and write a review just like that one and we'll read it on the show you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay and on Twitter at MTMUGPod. Yes, indeed. And we have you... not deleted our account yet. No, I no. noticed. I noticed today every, <laughs> everyone's deleting their account, I know. including Elvira. Oh, did she? Yeah. Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alec Mappa deleted his. Um, a lot of people are leaving Twitter. We all know why. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll do the same. We're still struggling. We're up and coming. 
Once we get that blue check, we're out of here. Once we once we pay our five ninety nine a month or something. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. Because that does make a dent for us. We're not. Uh, we're no. Uh, you know, Ashton Kutcher, who who tweets a lot. I, I mean, know. we're not the we're not the gay film Twitter mafia yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you can follow us there. If you want to follow our personals, feel free to do that. Yeah. My name, I am Pete, and I am at. Peter Lasagna on um, Twitter still, but I don't remember the last thing I tweeted, and uh, Instagram. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram, and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. We're very active on Instagram, so you can check us out there. So thanks for listening, everybody. This was a lot of fun. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.